What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the greatest podcast on turf. We got our eighth episode, and we're going to be talking about the NFC's breakdown. Yeah, on our YouTube channel for this week's exclusive segment, we went through almost all 32 teams, talked about their quarterback controversies, so to speak, discussed who we think is going to be the starting quarterback coming week one. Be sure to go check that out. Don't forget to like us, follow us, subscribe, all that stuff. And are you ready to get into it? Yep. Let's get into it. All right, so to start off every podcast, before we get into the main segment, we want to do kind of like a current events, breaking news type of thing that's going on around the league. So to start off real quick, we already touched on it in a YouTube video. Carson Wentz was just traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a conditional second-round pick and a third-round pick. What do you think about that? Yeah, for me, I think it's a great trade, great trade for the Colts. I think that, you know, they're trying to get in on Carson Wentz's potential, and I think if he's if Carson Wentz could be that guy, I mean, I think they got a real steal here. And for the Eagles, I think they lost this trade. I mean, you got a first-round pick for Sam Bradford a couple years ago, but you couldn't get a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. Well, the conditional second-round pick turns to a first if Carson Wentz plays 70% of snaps or they make the playoffs. So unless the, the, the whole – like unless they're just come out and be sorry, it's going to end up being a probably like a late first-round pick. So, I mean, I like I said on the video, I think the Eagles won the trade. I don't know. You don't know what you're going to get from Carson Wentz. And for that reason alone, just for the Eagles to get rid of his contract and get anything for him, I think that's a win on their part. I mean, you can say what you want, but they got a conditional second-round pick for Carson Wentz. Uh, MVP candidate a couple years ago got the Eagles to the playoffs twice, but they got a guaranteed first for Sam Bradford. Yeah, that's true. So I think that the Eagles lost. You know, I think they missed out on Carson Wentz's potential considering Matt Stafford got two first-round picks. Sam Bradford got a first-round pick. I think they just missed out on this one. All right, and going down a little more south to Carolina from Philly, going to the NFC South, what are your thoughts on the Panthers apparently? They just cut Trey Boston and Kwan Short to try and make a run for Deshaun Watson. What do you think about that? I think it's a real smart move for the Panthers. I, I really like going and getting Watson. I think getting a franchise quarterback is really important. I called it a couple of weeks ago as a dark horse team, the Carolina Panthers, and I hope they get them. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. I think that if they can end up bringing Deshaun Watson in, I think in another year or two, I think when they can bring in a few more pieces, I think that they're going to be major contenders again, like they were a few years back with Cam Newton. Yeah, I agree. And the next piece of news that we'll touch on is I saw a report today that NFL GMs believe the floor for a Russell Wilson trade is three first-round picks. Me personally, I don't think Wilson will be traded at all. I think the Seahawks would be mad and out of their minds to trade him. So I think that they're going to listen to him. But I think three first-round picks is perfect. Like you said, the Lions got two for Matt Stafford. So And Russell Wilson's a lot better than Matt Stafford. So just imagine what Wilson will be worth in the trade market. Yeah, I agree. And the floor is three first-round picks. So I can only imagine like it could possibly be four. It could possibly be five. Even after that Matt Stafford trade people were saying the floor for Deshaun Watson is five first round picks crazy so I mean that just shows the value that a young franchise quarterback holds in today's NFL yeah for sure Alrighty, and to start us off we're going to start out with the Eagles I think they currently hold the number six pick overall in the draft in the first round and they currently rank 31st in cap space they're 37 and a half million dollars negative in the cap I don't know what they're going to do here. I mean, 
What do you think? What direction do, you, do they need to go now that they just got rid of Carson Wentz, Deshaun Jackson, and Alshon Jeffrey a couple hours ago? I think the Eagles need to be in full rebuild mode. I think what they should do, if I was them, I would probably trade out of their first-round pick, 106, trade back. I think that they need to fix a lot of things on this team. I think they need to get rid of a lot of players. I think drafting a player at 106, I wouldn't do it because you're only getting one guy. I think you trade back. You get multiple picks. I think they're in full rebuild mode. I don't see how this team could have any success this year. I agree with you 100%. I think they started out good. They got rid of Wentz's contract. I get they had to take the biggest dead cap money, 33.2 mil in history of the league. But I think that's a good start. They cut Alshon Jeffrey. They're just in a horrible, horrible situation salary cap-wise. I mean, they owe Fletcher Cox. Just to throw some big contracts, Fletcher Cox is owed 15 mil guaranteed next year. Brandon Graham, 33, 34 years old. They owe him 13 mil next year. Lane Johnson, who they who plays about four or five games a season, is guaranteed about 10 got brandon brooks who's coming off a big injury owed ten and a half million i mean they just have so much money invested into these players that like just aren't like elite anymore so to say i mean i like brandon brooks i'm a big fan when he's healthy he's good same with lane johnson but you're paying these guys a shit ton of money for them to not be playing full seasons and that just can't happen so i think a lot of restructures need to happen a lot of cuts need to happen yeah and i think some of the players that they should cut or try to get rid of, I mean, for me, Fletcher Cox, I know he's a beast, but he's got to go. Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Zach Ertz. I think these are all guys that probably need to go. Yes, they might be great football players, but I don't see how they can rebuild this team. I can only see how their talent is wasted in this organization just because they're not going anywhere. They need to figure this out and rebuild. Absolutely, and another guy I want to add to that is Marquise Goodwin. They bought him in on a one-year deal. Or Marquise Godwin, sorry, or Goodwin. I don't know which one it is. I always mess it up. But if they cut him, they save $5 million, and he has zero ca- zero dead cap on the books. They bought him, and he was supposed to be the speedster guy, bring that explosiveness to the offense, but he opted out due to personal family, like health safety reasons, which nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying if they can get rid of him, my, that saves that's easy five mil they get. Yeah, I mean – with this new COVID NFL salary cap, we're going to see a lot of guys start to be cut, and then we're also going to see a lot of cheap deals this year, and the Eagles are a team that needs to start getting rid of some of these guys. Yeah, and as to the draft to touch on, I think that the Eagles, if they keep that number six pick, I think they need to get one of the top three receivers, whether that's Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, or Devontae Smith. I think they need to go get one of them. Or if for some reason anything happens and all three of the receivers go in the top six, I think they need to invest in the defense, specifically linebacker and corner. about you? Yeah, for me, I think pick 106, they should trade down 100%. I think you know getting one player isn't going to turn this whole team around, especially when it's going to be a wide receiver. So personally, I would trade down. But if they keep pick 106, I could see them taking somebody like Devontae Smith I also saw reports that they could be looking into a quarterback, so oh, maybe Jesus. one of these guys like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields might be here, and they might swing on him. And that is a prime reason why the Eagles are bottom two organization in the league. You get rid of Carson Wentz, 
pretty much saying Jalen Hurts is your guy and there's reports you guys are going to get a quarter, you're going to draft a quarterback after you just took one in the second round. Come on. There's so many other needs you have and there's rumors that you guys are even thinking about drafting a quarterback. I think that's stupid and that's why they're sorry. Yeah, and I mean, there was another report, like you said, they told every single coach that they interviewed that Carson Wentz is their guy no matter what. And then you there goes Carson Wentz. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on. It's just like it's br- – Howie Roseman sucks. He's so bad. Oh, he's, I think that's another part of the rebuild process, firing him. Get him the heck out of that front office. Another thing I want to touch on is their offseason rebuild. I think they need to tear apart the secondary – is secondary. I they have so many corners that play, so many corners that get hurt. It's insane to me. Like Crave on the block, Jalen Mills, Darius. Jalen Mills sucks. People think he's Ronnie good. Jalen Mills sucks. Nikel Ruby Coleman. <laughs> I mean, all these guys, they just keep coming in and playing and they keep getting hurt and they keep allowing receivers to destroy them. They need to just take a hammer and just destroy every single yeah, one of them. And keep Darius Slay and maybe, maybe cut him for you know, cap. Yeah, he's Darius Slay's guaranteed twelve million dollars in salary. So I mean, that's another one of those names you could potentially see to be on like a cap casualty, like as people have been saying. But I don't know. I think the Eagles are in a very bad spot. I think they do need to just rebuild completely. I think. I mean, talk about a Super Bowl hangover, Jesus. Yeah, for Brutal. sure. That and, was. What were you saying? And to put this into perspective, the NFL is allowing teams to pay $180 million to players, and Fletcher Cox is counting $24 million. He's the $24 million cap hit. That's one. That's like one-ninth of the team, and it's Fletcher Cox. I mean, he's not a game-changer anymore. They got. They have some serious they're contracts paying him to work on. All that. Like I said earlier, they're paying him all that money, and he's not playing full seasons. He's getting load management rest, and he keeps getting hurt. Like I get, you're playing in the trenches. Injuries are going to happen. But for them to be as constant as you see from these guys, like that's a red flag for me. And I'm not saying you can't help it if you get injured, but it's it's still a red flag. Yeah, load management should only happen on playoff teams. It shouldn't happen on teams that aren't making the playoffs, and I don't see them making the playoffs. So. <laughs> Not for a long time, anyway. All righty. Moving on to our next team, the Dallas Cowgirls. They have the number 10th pick. They're sitting at number 12 in cap space, which isn't bad for their current situation. They got about $28 million to spend. You want to go ahead and start your boys, your girls off? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you had to say all that. But, I mean, for starters, I think 100% bring Dak back. No matter. Absolutely. I think that's. The first, I think that's the first thing you have to do. You have to bring him back. You have to give him the money that he wants because he's obviously proved that we suck without him. So yeah. I think that's one thing that – I mean, I think that's the first thing that they need to do. I think that's the first thing that they should worry about. They should stop scouting players. They should stop doing everything <laughs> until they sign Dak Prescott and figure it out. Bring everybody on the staff together and figure it out before you do anything else. <laughs> but, no, seriously, I think they should bring him back. And in the draft, they have pick number 10. For me, I think they got to go defense here. They have really? to take defense no matter what. Yes, you can argue a tackle, but we have Lael Collins coming back. He's a pretty young guy. Tyron Smith is on the other side. Yes, I know he does not play football at all. He's <laughs> he hurt all the time. He, he helps out during practice and coach up. <laughs> He's a really good coach, and I'm sure one of these backup tackles is going to develop under him <laughs> with his leg brace on his right arm. But – in all seriousness, I think that defense is 100% what they need to do. And I'll touch on the tackle that they could possibly sign a free agency for cheap. 
but I think 100% defense and a couple guys that I think is Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, Michael Parsons, really anybody available in defense they have to take with his first pick. I, I agree with that to an extent, though, but I think at number 10 in the draft, if Penesel or Rashawn Slater are there, I think there's more likely of a chance. Like, I think it's a pretty good chance either of them are there. I think you have to think you have to go ahead and take one of them you saw how much that offense struggled I get Dak wasn't there but still you're losing offense offensive linemen are dropping like flies and there's only so many and you're playing against these decent teams good teams defenses that are getting around you and especially you bring Dak Prescott back he's coming off a severe injury you don't want him taking hits so I think they need to prioritize offensive line over defense this draft class has very good defensive value down the board that they could get later but I think that if at number 10 if Penesel or Rashawn Slater fall I think that they have to go with one of them here and just worry about defense later you have a decent amount of money you could go bring in some defensive guys in free agency but I just think if Sewell or Rashawn Slater are there I think it's too good a value to pass up on due to their current situations yeah you have really good points there but I think Penesel is in a whole different tier than Slater I agree. Okay, if Penesol is there at 10, okay, take him. But I don't agree with Slater. I think he's in a different tier than Penesol. I think Penesol is 100% number one. And then, like, there's probably arguments that Slater is not number two. But I'm not saying he's not number two, but I think you still have to build on that defense, and I think you have to build on that defense the whole entire draft. Yeah, 100%. That's just my opinion. I mean, I, no, I agree with you. I, I see what you're saying about Slater, but you look at the Dallas Cowboys – there, they had injuries all throughout the offensive line. Zach Martin was battled some injuries. Both your tackles did. I'm pretty sure Connor Williams battled injuries too. Penesul, okay, he's a freak of nature. He's a tackle. He can play guard too. But if you bring in a guy like Rashawn Slater, he's a guy that can play all three positions on the offensive line. So I think that's something that the Cowboys would probably be interested in just because the versatility he brings in the injuries their offensive line has seen in the past. Yeah, Jerry Jones loves taking linemen. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you. I personally think defense is the bigger problem. But I could also see taking Slater here at 10 and then focusing the whole rest of the draft on defense. But as you mentioned before, like, you think we have a lot of money, but I really don't think we have as much money as you say because Dak Prescott's part of that. That's true. Dak Prescott's going to be a large part of that and it's probably going to bring us down to about $0. That, Give or uh, take. That's true. I, I see what you're saying about that. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see, though. Yeah, for sure. But um, some players that I think the Dallas Cowboys should get rid of, before we talk on free agency, since they need to clear up some cap, I think Amari Cooper has to go. He's a great really? receiver. But we're paying him $22 million. I think we shouldn't have drafted C.D. Lamb if we were going to – like, I don't think we need this so much capital in wide receivers. Yeah, that's I true. I think that's why our defense is horrible. Yes, Amari Cooper's good, but we don't need him. And I think another player, I've absolutely hated this man all year. <laughs> I used to like him, but I absolutely hate him now. Ezekiel Elliott, I think he's got to go. Send him for whatever we can get. I don't care. He's got to leave Dallas. He's sorry. He's I'm tired sorry. of him and his nose rings. I'm tired oh, of him. He's got to go. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the bull ring, but this isn't a fashion show. I mean, like, this isn't a, this isn't a fashion care. podcast. I don't I mean, care. I don't know. But, no, I mean, Akai, just a few free agents that I would like to see them bring in. I mean, I wouldn't – I don't know what their situation is with Shadobi Awuzie. I mean, you know anything about that? I could see them bringing him back maybe. I would like to bring him back because, I mean, our corners are horrible, and I think Shadobi Awuzie is all right. He's not great, but I think he still has a lot of potential, I think, because he's a young guy. And, I, I mean, I think he's pretty good. I would like to bring him back if the price is right. But, yeah, I mean, if, if he's asking right, for that's too a big much – 
he's asking for too much, we can't bring him back. And we might have to look to bring in a veteran quarter on this, like, COVID salary, you know, for one year and not get that much. Another guy, like, as I mentioned for tackle, if we don't take somebody like Slater in the first round, I could see us bringing in somebody like Rick Wagner. Just got Ooh, cut from the Packers. Yeah. Might be able to bring him in for cheap. And I think the offensive line's always hurt. And I think Rick <laughs> Wagner, I mean, I'm not sure if he can play other positions, but if he's cheap enough, I would like to bring him in and, you know, possibly play him. Yeah, a few guys I said. I said a guy like maybe Cam Robinson from the Jaguars, first-round pick out of Alabama, I think. I mean, he's okay if they can get, like Ryan said, if they can get him for the right price, I think that would be good. Another guy I said is Jermaine Illuminar from the Patriots. I mean, he stepped in for Marcus Cannon after he opted out. He started some games for the Patriots to tackle, and he didn't play horrible. I think he would be – I don't think he comes in and starts. I think he would be a nice backup for well, the offensive I, tackles. I mean, and you can get him for a cheap price too. He's not going. He's just going to be bought in as a backup, but I could definitely see that. I don't think Dallas has a huge problem with backup linemen. I think – I mean, Dallas has had seven linemen get hurt this year, and I think, like, the two backups were pretty good. Like, we have guys that are backups that aren't horrible. Like, I think Connor Williams might have even been a backup, and he's not terrible. Joe Looney, I mean, we can kind of figure it out because our offensive line coach is good. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, I could still see bringing in an offensive lineman. And then one last guy I want to touch on real quick, Marcus May from the Jets. I mean, he showed definitely a major – improvement in his game from last year and I think Dallas could use the help in the secondary I mean who's your guy's safeties I Donovan Wilson who's I actually like and then the other safety is yet to be determined yeah exactly if you can get a guy like Marcus May I think he can help boost that secondary and help him get right I mean they like we've said it the whole time they lack on defense so there yeah I go. would love to shoot a shot at Justin Simmons but <laughs> I think <laughs> I kind of doubt that's going to happen uh, another thing I'd like to touch on, and I think Stephen A. said it, I, I'm really, as a Cowboys fan, I'm not very hopeful in our future. And I really? think Stephen A. Smith has said the Cowboys won't be good until Jerry Jones is gone. It's and Jerry's Stephen world. Jones, we all just live in it. <laughs> and I agree with him. I think Jerry's got to go, and I think Stephen's got to go. And until that happens, I don't see the Cowboys really doing anything because Jerry's the boss, and the boss <laughs> don't know what he's doing. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my. Well, I'm not the that. biggest fan of Mike McCarthy either, but I think that's a conversation for a different video unless or podcast unless you want to go ahead and roast Mike, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy was brought in because he will listen to Jerry Jones. That's true. That is the only reason Mike McCarthy is brought mm-hmm. in. If you look at Jerry Jones, he fired Jimmy Johnson or Jimmy Johnson quit one of them too because him and Jerry Jones didn't get along. Jimmy Johnson won us the Super Bowl, and then I think the year after was gone because they didn't because he didn't listen to Jerry Jones. I believe Mike McCarthy is just a person that's going to listen to Jerry, and that's about it. I mean, I'm pretty sure he stayed at Jerry's house. <laughs> yeah, I remember that when they were when he got hired, he they had sleepovers. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we brought in Mike McCarthy. I don't like McCarthy at all. I think he's terrible at coaching in-game yeah, situations. I'll give him another year, but I don't like. When him. they hired him, I didn't like that to begin with because you have guys. They heard that. They heard that. <laughs> you have guys like, I mean, you have Ezekiel Elliott, who's a top five running back in the league, and Mike McCarthy was never known for coaching great running backs and having offense revolve around running backs. So that was my biggest concern coming in, and I think, like you said, I just don't think he's a very good coach. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we even, I mean, we even messed up on 
hiring Dan Quinn as our defensive coordinator. I don't know <laughs> what is going on. Like, I don't know who's – I guess it's Jerry, and I guess these guys would just listen to Jerry, and that's what it is. Dan Quinn. And, I mean, enjoys time on his yacht. He's on our list of guys we hate. Not I'm glad, hate, but roast. I'm glad he has a couple Super Bowls because he probably won't get another. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy that time on the yacht. The next team we're going to talk about is the New York Giants. They're a team with – Seven million in cap space, I believe. Yeah, about it's about seven point nine eight million dollars in cap. And they have pick eleven in the draft. What do you think? What do you think they need to do for this? Up- I think that for the Giants to take that step to the next level and to be a great football team, I think they need to bring in any offensive talent available, whether but hopefully a weapon on offense. I mean, I think personally, if the Giants stayed healthy throughout the year, I think they would have ran away with the division. Uh, that's just my thing. I mean, I feel like the Giants, I think they're very good. Their defense surprised a lot of people, I feel like, last year with how good they played. Leonard Williams stepped up big time. I'll touch on him in a bit. James Bradbury had an all had a Pro Bowl caliber year. So I think they got some other pretty young pieces. Xavier McKinney, Blake Martinez. Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers, yeah, I forgot about him. He's due for an extension, which I was going to touch on later. But while we're talking about that, yeah, Jabril Peppers, I think he's due for an extension this year. So I think they need to prioritize that. But in the draft, I think you, I think I don't think Jamar Chase will be on the board at eleven. I don't think Devontae Smith will be there just because I feel like he's going to be in Philly. So I think your two options here is Kyle Pitts and Jalen Waddle. Kyle Pitts is everything that Evan Ingram was supposed to be coming from Ole Miss, I think Evan Ingram came from, right? I believe so. He can. He's supposed to be the Kyle Pitts is supposed to be that guy that creates mismatches at the second level, can line up out wide and play wide receiver if he needs to. He can block. He's aggressive. He can high point the ball. That Not saying Evan Ingram doesn't do that. Evan Ingram just gets hurt way too goddamn much. I feel like he's hurt once a game, once a season. Like That dude just misses so much time, I feel like. And so I think at 11, if Kyle Pitts is there, I think they take Kyle Pitts. I mean, I don't know how Joe Judge runs the offense. I'll touch on Joe Judge a little bit later. But um, I think it's a draft Kyle Pitts and you keep Evan Ingram or you even shop Evan Ingram around, see what you can get for him. Yeah, for me with this pick, I think they need to go offense. A couple guys that I could see is Jalen Wild, Kyle Pitts, as he mentioned. Also for Sean Slater if he happens to fall. But for me, I think that... They're going to draft a wide receiver or a tight end, and then they're going to go in free agency and then probably get the other one. Whatever that decides to be, I personally think they're going to go with Jalen Waddle here. I love that pick a lot. I like and Jaylen then the get a tight end in free agency, such as Hunter Henry. And with that being said, I think Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle is better is a better football player than Kyle Pitts is. I'm not really high on Kyle Pitts. I might be wrong about that. Whatever, but. You know, I don't. I don't really like taking a tight end this early. I think Jalen Waddle is a wide receiver one, which Absolutely. is something that all quarterbacks need, and I think will be a good picker. And I think that's something that the Giants lack too. I mean, Golden Tate and Darius Slayton. I mean, they're not the best guys. Like they can get the job done, I guess, but they're not Jalen Waddle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sure. And I mean, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. It's, I think it's either Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddle if they're both on the board here. I think that they can't be wrong with either pick. Yeah, the thing is, though, I mean, if they take Kyle Pitts and they'll probably have their grab at whatever free agency wide receiver they want. And there probably is more free agency wide receivers than there is free agency tight ends. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see them going Kyle Pitts and then trying to get a receiver. 
But, yeah, that's I think they 100% need to go offense, though. Speaking of free agency, I want to touch on what they should do in that. I mean, I think step one, before they do anything, similar like we said to Dallas, I think they should bring back Leonard Williams 100%. He's coming off a career year, and I think they need to bring him back. I, I 100% agree. Won't get no argument from that. Yeah, and then um, I think they should try and bring in a stud receiver. I think Kenny Galladay would be a real good fit here to the Giants. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where Galladay's going to go. I think that a lot of teams, I think he would fit with a lot of teams, but I think the Giants, he would fit very good for them. I saw the report that they're going to most likely franchise tag him. Really? So that's what I saw. I could be could be wrong, but. Yeah, I don't know. And then I think that they should bring in some veteran presence for the defense to help out on the edge, such as a guy like maybe like Ryan Kerrigan, who's leaving the football team probably, and or even Melvin Ingram from the Chargers. I think they could bring in a, another guy, help play on the edge, or like you like you can go, you can agree with me on this. We talked about it before. Do what most of the old Patriots coaches do: go get old Patriot guys from free agency. I mean, you saw Brian Flores did it last year. He bought in Elandon Roberts and Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots. Matt Patricia did it that one year when he bought in, um, who did he bring in? Deron Harmon, what's his name? Danny Shelton. Matt Patricia bought in a lot of Patriots guys. And Joe Judge did it last year. He bought in Logan Ryan, Deion Lewis, Jabal Sheard, and Nate Ebner, all former Patriots guys. I don't think they can go wrong with doing any of that stuff, and I think that that makes them that much better. Yeah, I agree. And some, you know, free agent targets for me, I think, I mean, you got to look at guys like Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, possibly Juju. I wouldn't like Corvette, it, but Corvette. possibly Juju. <laughs> Will Fuller. I mean, those are a couple of wide receiver guys. And then for tight end, I really the only name that comes to mind for me is Hunter Henry. I heard that Tyler Eifert's going to be a free agent. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, he's not. I could see a Tyler Hunter Henry. From five years ago. But he's hurt probably just as much as Evan Ingram is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those are some guys I could see. And then also corner, I could see them bringing in somebody like Desmond King to play slot. I could see that, yeah. He's what he's, he's had one year left on his deal, and he's free agent from the Titans now. Yeah. Get on that in a couple weeks. But, yeah, Mike, you got any final uh, remarks for the Giants? I have actually a couple players that they can get rid of and try Ooh. to clear up some cap space. What are you thinking on that? I mean, they only have $7 million. I could see them trying to get rid of Nate Solder. I didn't Another really like when they guy. brought him in. I mean, he's $16 million against the cap, and he didn't play all year because he opted out, which would ever do your thing. But yeah. $16 million is a lot. And then another player, Golden Tate. I don't really see how they need a Golden Tate and a Sterling Shepard. I think yeah. one of them guys got to go. Sterling Shepard's younger and getting paid less, so I think it's Golden Tate's time to go, especially if they drive somebody like Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I don't think it could have said any better than that. The last team that we're going to talk about the division winners, the Washington football team, they have $42 million in cap, and they have pick 19 in the draft. What do you think they need to do this offseason? Offense, offense, offense. I can't exaggerate it enough. They need offense. They need a quarterback. Alex Smith's not the guy. He's most likely going to end up being a cap casualty. I think he's getting 15 mil, 15 mil on the books. I mean, great story. Comeback player of the year. Good for him. Nothing but respect for him, but he has to go. You need a quarterback. You need a receiver, too, to play alongside Terry McLaurin. And you need offensive line help. That's the three needs. Their defense, I think they have potential to be a top three defense in the league next year. I just think that's the potential they have. They're solid. We saw it this year. The only parts on the defense that they could kind of address maybe secondary and linebacker. I can't name one linebacker on their team. John Bostic, maybe. 
And don't they have Reuben Foster? Reuben Foster, yeah. I mean, I don't know what his deal is. I don't think he even played this year, really. But, yeah, I think it, this has to be offense. I mean, going in the draft, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. I mean, they just bought Taylor Heineke in. Was it four years? Was it two years, $8 million, something like that? I mean, that should say something right there. I don't know if he's their guy, but, I mean, in the draft. It seems like they're just signing him, take a shot on him, $4 million a year. Yeah, it's too bad. And if he works out, good for them. Good, yeah, good for them. But not for the draft. I mean, I have my guys like Kadarius Tony to them. I think he would be a perfect fit at 19, be that receiver too, explosive across from Terry McLaurin. I think that's a good fit right there. But I think in the draft, you can't go wrong with any wide receiver like any top receiver, don't just take anyone, but a top receiver, top five receiver, or a quarterback, depending on how it goes. I'll touch on it in the YouTube video. I could definitely see a trade-up happening for them. I think this is the year to do it, to trade up and go get that quarterback of the future. But I don't know. What do you think? I personally think in the draft they're probably going to go with somebody like Mac Jones. I could see that. I could also see them going with some offensive line help, Samuel Kosme on Texas or Jalen Mayfield. I mean, these are just some guys that I can see. I think they 100% have to go offense, like Anthony said. The defense is fine. I mean, you just got to build up that offense because it's kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, they have Antonio Gibson, who he was he was real good this year, I think. Yeah. Antonio Gibson was real good this year. But, I mean, outside of that and him and outside of Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin, they don't have much else on offense. They got guys, Brandon Sheriff, he's a free agent on the offensive line. I don't know if they'll bring him back. And I don't know, I can't really tell you any other players that are huge on that offense, really. They just they need help on offense bad. They gave the Bucks a run for their money at the beginning of the playoff game, I think. They were good throughout the season. I think, like I said, their defense has potential to be top of the league. I think it has to be offense here, and I think that they could be contenders. Yeah, and what are some uh, free agents that you think they might bring in? Some free agents. Um, could see a guy, like you said earlier, Rick Wagner, I feel like. I could see them bringing in a guy, maybe Corey Lindsley center from the Packers also. I don't know. Like I said, I can't – I don't really know what their offensive line situation is like. Look for maybe them to re-sign Brandon Sheriff. That's probably what could happen. Maybe a guy like Joe Tooney. Or if they're – if they're really – if they're going to go – they have a lot of money to spend, go get a top receiver. Yeah. Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Corvette, Corvette. I mean, there's a lot of – there's pretty good receivers that would be – huge to your offense especially keeping a guy like Terry McLaurin who's what does he have two more years left on his rookie deal maybe a year or two left I mean I think that would be huge if they can bring in a top receiver and then that way you can focus your sights more on quarterback what do you think yeah and you might be able to bring in a wide receiver for pretty cheap considering the salary cap went down this year yeah you might be able to steal a guy for a one-year deal and not that much money which I mean it'll work for one year and I mean hey you'll see you I mean you'll test out this quarterback that you bring in me, personally, I think they'll go and bring in Marcus Mariota, as I mentioned on a YouTube video. I think it'll be a pretty decent fit. And, I mean, it's really Mac Jones at 19 or Marcus Mariota. And for me, I mean, I would probably rather have Mac Jones because he's younger and maybe more of a future. And But, I mean, Marcus Mariota was still a number one pick. Yeah. He's still – he. I mean, what you could that, see seven potential. Seven years ago now? I mean – yeah, and he was pretty good when he played a little bit for the Raiders, so I could see them bringing somebody like that in. But, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say about Washington. I think that their pick has to be offense. I don't think there's any doubt about it. They have to go offense, and, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. They could also, I mean, if they're feeling bold and free agency, they could bring back Trent Williams and <laughs> rebuild that relationship. I don't think that there's <laughs> – I don't think there's any rebuilding nothing with that. I think he wants – he probably wants nothing to do with them. 
Let's yeah, let's <laughs> Just rebuild that. Yeah, I don't think there's any rebuilding that bridge. Nope. <laughs> All right, before we wrap up, real quick, predicted division rankings at the end of next season. Okay, so I'm going to go with Giants, Cowboys, Washington, Philly. I'm going to go Washington first, Giants close second right behind them, Dallas and Philly. Enough said. (laughs) That's going to wrap up this week's episode of the greatest podcast on turf. Thank you guys for listening. Next week we're going to be going to the AFC South. Going to the AFC South, going to touch on Trevor Lawrence some get into how sorry the titans are all that good stuff me and ryan are always arguing about but yeah thank you guys so much for listening don't forget go to our youtube channel at the greatest podcast on turf check out this week's exclusive segment like i talked about in the beginning of the video thank you guys so much for listening keep showing us love we appreciate you guys and we're going to keep up the good content see ya